back to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Once again, I'm thrilled to have my good friend, Bill Alderman, with, uh, with Alderman and Company. Bill hey, is uh, one of the industry's most uh, well-known and best sell-side investment bankers. Uh, he works only in A&D. And uh, he's doing great. He put out a good uh, he put out a good newsletter the other day talking about the uh, the three things that are affecting mergers and acquisitions in the industry. Um, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. So, Bill, thank you for uh, thank you for coming on. My pleasure, Greg. Great to see you. As so always, I, lo- I loved your uh, I loved your your piece the other day. It was I- like yeah, it was it was a it was a two minute read, but it was the best two minute read I've had. All year. And it talks about the three things that are affecting our industry. Inflation. Yep. Inflation being one of them. Let's let's start there. What are you seeing? So um look, I I you know, and, and today is the fifth of May, right? So um we're watching our screens and the market at the moment is down about I don't know, three point nine percent for the day. It's about two forty-five in the afternoon, right? And we're down in the teens so far year to date, right? Off the S&P 500, depending on how you look at it, 52-week high or since the high, the high at the end of the year. Um, so things are clearly not quite right today, right? Um, people are worried about a lot of stuff and there's a lot of uh, pontification about where it's coming from and what it is, but clearly inflation belongs at the very top of the list, right? And what you're referencing, Craig, is we put out a, a um, newsletter, a, a survey um, to clients the past couple of days. And um, we gather, and we do this a fair amount, usually once a quarter, we go out and survey our marketplace. And we have a database of like 13,000 people we talk to. And and every now and then we pick 100 or 200 people in, in a target niche and ask them to give us some information, survey information, um, sentiment, et cetera. And, and this time we went out and we asked people, you know, what's bugging you? What, what's concerning you? And these are almost all the people we spoke to for this exact survey were owners of small A&D companies weighted towards the fence in the defense industrial base and defined as small suppliers, which depending on where you are in the DIB, defense industrial base, means you have less than 1,500, 1,500 employees. So that's, that's the, the audience that we spoke to. Um, and we got back some compelling information. Um, the number one risk that that audience said they're worried about right now, number one, not even close. And the survey was three weeks ago now that we started the survey. Number one issue, inflation. Now, you, number two was labor shortage. But it depends on how you phrase the question. So if you ask, are you worried about labor inflation? Well, that could be a labor problem, right? If you mm-hmm. ask about, are you worried about hiring workers? And are you needing to pay more money to attract talent? Well, maybe that's an inflation issue, right? Mm-hmm. So inflation and labor shortage really are, at least in terms of our survey, they're right on top of each other. They're, they're slightly different. One is a, can you find the human talent? But it's tied to money because mm-hmm. the more money you pay, the more you can find human talent, right? So they are separate. And the number one issue was inflation. Right behind it was a labor shortage. Right. And people are worried. And anecdotally, and we can talk about the stats and the numbers about inflation and the trends and where we've been. But in terms of M&A activity, M&A activity is down right now. And we're asking ourselves and asking our clients, why is activity down? And it's only anecdotal. 
because we didn't specifically ask in the survey. Because when we wrote the survey three weeks ago, things hadn't really softened out a little bit. Things are softening out right now on the volume, the activity, the people calling us saying, hey, we want to sell in six months. And anecdotally, we think the reason is this. We think that the inflation issue is no longer now just a concern. Mm -hmm. We think it's actually causing trouble. We think earnings are eroding. We think there's some margin pressure. We think as owners are looking back at January and February, mm -hmm. and March and April, January wasn't that rough. February was a little rough. We think that the numbers in March and April, we think there was true margin erosion at a meaningful level for some of these suppliers. I believe it. I mean, it's hard. You know, you get your long-term contracts. It's not like Honeywell. You know, your big, it's not your big OEMs or it's, it's almost a sucks to be you type of deal. We got our contracts. We want it for our price. I was up in, uh, I was up in uh, Carolina, you know, in uh, Western Carolina, visiting a, a machine shop up there, uh, you know, yep. a $30 million. They, they had pre-purchased, they do a lot of alloy machining. They had pre-purchased a year's worth of alloys because they were a, a, a year's worth of supplies. Yep. Because they're worried about just, can we get it? No, it's smart, right? Yeah. They're locking in the price. Yeah, but you think about, no, they took, and they took physical inventory. But right. you think about, hey, look, you know, the cash, the cash outlay on that. It's huge. Now it's huge. But they insulate themselves from this inflation. I mean, we're running at 8.5% inflation right now. Yep. Okay. That's the stat that came out through March. This is the U.S. Bureau of Labor stats. 8.5% in March, which in the scheme of the history of humanity, is not crazy inflation. But the last time we as a nation had inflation that high mm -hmm. was 1977. Yep. Or 19, I'm looking at my chart. I remember that. Yeah, look, I remember those, day. I remember those right. days when right. mortgage rates, when you remember when, when mortgage rates went up to 18%, you want to buy a house? Okay, yes, 18% mortgage. I remember rate. Prime, when, when you borrowed money from a commercial bank, you were paying up to 18% for your money. Yeah, we're not there. I don't think we're going to get there. But but the market, people that are running companies today, right? And, you know, you and I are older, right? We're not the young bucks that are in this market. If you're a 35-year-old, 40-year-old, 45-year-old executive running a business unit or a division or a company, you've never seen this before. I mean, you've read about it, but you're, you're a senior executive. You're doing your best. You're running a business and you're dealing with something that you have never seen before in your life. Yep. Yeah, and, I, and, and I see it from my end. I mean, I see, look, I, I see people quitting companies because the only way they can get a, the only way they can get a pay raise is to quit and walk across the street. And they go, Hey, look, we, we need machinists. Okay. We'll go pay you five bucks more an hour. You know, the current companies are like, hey, look, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, this is our pay range. Okay, I quit. I'm going across the street mm -hmm. for five bucks more an hour. That's the machinist. That's what I'm hearing from the, the machinist. On the executive side, it's, you know, crazy. Well, that's, that's your, that's my, your you know, my, my, on the executive side, I am seeing, you know, you want me? I'm here. I'm employed. I had a guy turn down a half million dollar job the other day. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, it's, 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 you know, the devil I know right. is the devil you are is the one I don't know. The devil I'm, the devil I know is, you know, is, is I'm the one I'm comfortable with. I'm going to stay right where I'm, I'm going to stay right where to I am. Translate, 
translate that into M&A, right? Yeah. So you're a buyer doing due diligence. And there's a company that's doing really well. It's growing. It needs to hire some members for the C-suite. Okay. One, two, three senior execs. And it needs some, some, some lower rank level labor to grow. Right. What do you model? Do you model 3% wage increase? Do you model 5%? Do you model 25%? I mean, it's not just a question of what is in the model. What, what, what database do you go look at? There, there isn't a database, right? And the issue is if you have an environmental spill, you call the environmental consultants and they give you a range, right? You can model that in. You have an insurance claim. There was a fire. You call the adjuster, right? What's it going to cost to rebuild the back of our building that burned? You get an estimate. You can model the cash flows, right? We're dealing with literally an activity that most executives, most buyers and sellers, most of the people doing this activity have never seen this level of inflation before in their life. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're sitting there with the computer models and they're smart people, right? These are not dumb people. And they're saying to themselves, now what? They literally are saying to themselves, what do I put into my model? That's not a good way to get deals done. Right, right. So how much of this inflation? You know, you're, you've been around business a long time. we got Russia going on. So there's raw materials, titanium, oil. How much of this is supply chain China, which will eventually get, you know, the, the sine wave will eventually start to you know, work itself out. Yeah. And how much of this is we just put so much money into the economy um, that, yeah, you know, we, we borrowed, you know, the yeah, interest rates went down to interest rates went down to like nothing. Yeah. You know, what was it? Yep. You buy, you borrow you 30 year mortgages at two and a half percent. Yep. Um, how much of it's a money, a money, you know, too much money chasing too few goods or how much of it's supply chain? Or so how much I, I'm not an economist, right? I mean, there are people that for a living study this stuff and I don't have a PhD and, you know, people that are a lot smarter than me that do this all day long can answer better. I will tell you my personal view, which maybe is relatively informed, and that is that what, what the CARES Act did, and, and it was the Trump administration that gets credit for the CARES Act, and that it was also a you know Democratic Senate, or Democratic House, rather, and it was the Senate, and it was the new Democratic administration. They all get credit, and they all get blame for, to me, yeah. what happened, which right. is, the worst biological pandemic event in all of our lifetime hit mm -hmm. and they flooded the economy with cash mm -hmm. flooded it. Okay. Now we know what happens when you have an exogenous shock and you contract cash, you get the great depression. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just known for a fact, you know, something awful happens, right? And mm -hmm. you contract, constrict cash, you will spend a decade bailing out of a depression. Yep. When bad things happen, our country has learned the lesson, you flood the economy with cash. Right? It's, it, it solves the short-term problem right. and doesn't make it worse. But it's, it's, it's like drinking too much booze. You are going to get a hangover. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Yep. So you, here's your medicine, right? The, the economy should have shut down and we should have gone into a global depression within weeks after COVID hit. That's mm -hmm. what should have happened. Okay. And, and the human suffering would have been enormous, right? Bread lines in the middle of a pandemic. 
So instead, you flush the, the economy with trillions, mm-hmm. right, of cash, or I think it was trillions, right? Mm-hmm. You can't do that without it someday coming home to roost. I mean, no, I agree. you're going to devalue the dollar. You're going to cause inflation. And the dollar that you got for free mm-hmm. is eventually going to become free again because the 100 bucks in your pocket that became 200 bucks in your pocket, again, someday is going to be worth 100 bucks. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm the same. I feel the same way. I'm like, I don't know what you guys are. Everybody's complaining about inflation. I'm like, I don't know what y'all are complaining about. You just got a boatload of free money put in your pocket. The government just handed you. And guess what? People did not lose their jobs in the middle right. of a pandemic. Exactly. And you know what? I, I I think what both administrations did, and they can they can play the political talking head nonsense game all they want. They both did good things for our country. They prevented mostly the poor, yeah. maybe a little bit of the middle class, from starving to death in the middle of a pandemic. That's literally yeah. what they did. The yeah. price to pay, our economy will be slower and more sluggish for a decade. We're not going to go into global depression, but yeah. the party we had in 2019 of a phenomenal economy, mm-hmm. how could you have a global t- a pandemic and not have the economy get hurt? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what? Here, here's the way I always look at these things. Here's the way I was looking at it. And everybody's kind of going, yeah, the government this and the government that. I'm like, forget the government. The government is not that smart. The government is just not that smart. Every day you've got business leaders. Every day you've got really, really freaking smart people in industry who get a billion signals a day, a billion signals, price signals, they're getting buy signals from customers, they're getting sell signals from customers, they're getting orders, they're getting Walmart, you know. Yep. And they know what to, you know, they're, they're, they react on a daily, weekly, you know, they got ERP systems, which are unbelievable. By the minute. By By the the minute. minute. And I think about it, I go, look, if, if you're looking to the government to figure this out, Man, those guys are totally reactionary. You know, it's Walmart. Look, you look to Russia's Walmart. economy is the size of the state of New York. Right. Right. Why? Because a centralized economy is not going to perform very well. Exactly. Right. I mean, the free market works. Okay. I mean, it just does. We live in America. We're a capitalist society. Right. We believe that if you let people within reason have freedom, right? Yeah. If they're nice to each other, if they have freedom, right? Let them do whatever they want to do within reason, and they will make great business decisions. If you leave it up to a bunch of politicians to run a global economy, it's destined to look like Russia when you're done. Absolutely. So I I totally agree with you. But the issue for me is people are all upset about inflation. Well, would you have rather had a global depression during a pandemic? Or would you rather have a pandemic be over? We're dealing with something like the flu, and now our economy is going to suffer for a few years. But there ain't going to be bread lines, and there aren't going to be dead bodies in the streets. I mean, well, give me a break. Yeah, well, look, the great, yeah, you know, we saw that. Look, the Great Recession seems like yesterday. I mean, it was two, it was 14 years ago. It was like 14, 13, 12, 13, 14 years ago. Right. And it was actually, when you think about it, it was liquidity dried up. Nobody could get money. Yep. If you owned a business jet, the value of that business, it was like Bitcoin. It's the, what's the value of G550? I don't know. It's 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 only worth what somebody else is willing to pay for it. All right. Well, that's that's what I'll sell it for then, right? right. And oh, by the way, you better have cash because Bank of America wasn't going to finance your G550. Right. right. But what that did was that led to the rise of you know a company called Global Jet Capital, a industrial yep. partners. And those guys said, hey, we'll we'll start to do some asset back stuff. 
Yep. And we'll model some stuff out. Well, it took rise to it took rise to that industry. And they said the stock market. Blah, 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 blah. So it's it's really interesting how this is going to play out. But so so how you're all right. So you you're on the sell side. You've got your yes, sellers. And your sellers yes, are saying, hey, maybe I'm going to hang on to this thing a little longer or I'm ready to sell. What are your buyers saying? You know, those guys yeah. are, you know, you know, uh, you know, the, the 10 years up over 3% now. Yep. Um, yeah. What are your, what are your buyers saying? So it is, it is, the market is still skewed and not balanced, right? As, as a broker, right? And we're just a glorified broker, right? I mean, you're a broker of human talent or a broker of companies, right? Um, what, what we want for, for us to have a healthy book of business, we want there to be as many buyers as there are sellers. Mm -hmm. prices to be attractive to both buyers and sellers. So there's a lot of deal flow, right? If, if, if it skews in either direction, it's not good for us. So if prices are really low, prices are really high, too many buyers, too many sellers, that's not what we want equilibrium. Okay. Right now. And I was on, I'm on record as saying this, Greg, I thought the floodgates were going to open this year because Commercial aviation is coming back. The TSA numbers, air traffic, airlines are flying airplanes that have been, been on the ground. Maintenance is going to be needed. I thought commercial aviation, MRO, was going to spike. Mm -hmm. okay? I thought defense was going to be good when the Ukrainian war broke out. Defense is going to be better than good. I mean, it was $800 million, Then it was $2 billion. Now it's $38 billion of incremental spend on Ukraine. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a supply base that's just got to go make $38 billion worth of hardware, okay? So it should be a really good market. There are buyers. The issue is, and I, I don't know this for a fact, and the survey that we ran didn't mm -hmm. ask this question, but we're going to do a survey again in about two months, and we're going to ask this question. Were you going to be a seller this year, and are you holding off because of inflation? I mean, that literally is the question. And I think mm -hmm. the answer is going to be for some sellers, yes. Yeah. Really good article. I just saw something on the internet and it's it's on the, the warzone.com, which is kind of a website. And I'm thinking of looking at Russia. Yep. And, and people don't, you, know, you think about Russia, they punked themselves. One, they showed themselves, they showed the world their military is not very good. Correct. Two, they showed the world that, Anybody who bought its equipment got ripped off yep. because it ain't, it ain't very good either. Um, and three, it showed that the only sellers in town of military equipment are the U.S. and NATO countries. So, you know, Black Hawk helicopters, Eastern yep. Europe is now clamoring. They're now they're they're calling Sikorsky now going, hey, can we buy some of those Blackhawks? Yeah, because and the javelin, they can't make the javelin fast enough. Yeah. But you think about the things that now countries that you never thought would come to the West for yep. stuff are now coming to the West for stuff. And then you think about like the drones. Yep. You know, this could be, I mean, for A and D, the floodgate, Russia could have just opened up the floodgates. I mean, inflation be, you know, be, you know, a challenge. Right. There's some opportunity over here too. When you think about, you know, think about uh, fuel costs are high. More Leap engines need to be built. This could be a yep. boon for Airbus and Boeing. NGE yep. just needs it. I mean, yep. there's, there's so much opportunity. That, that, but yeah, you know, the, the question becomes now: it's 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 
I'm looking more at the opportunity and go, oh, it's really maybe it's not as bad as you know. I, I look I, at. I, there's only one reason why this market is not active, very active. Both commercial aviation and defense should be very active for M and A activity right now. The only reason I can think it's held back is inflation. But I don't. I don't have the raw numbers, right? We do these surveys. I'm. I'm only speaking correct anecdotally. Right, mm-hmm. own conversations and emails with clients. We're going to hit the market with a full-blown survey, and we'll be back to you. Okay, you'll be the, one of the first guys to get our results. We can do a podcast if you want, but I think my crystal ball is probably right. I think inflation is what's holding people back right now. I think so too. Let's talk about. Well, I want to ask one more thing. So interest rates are up. You've got yep. private equity groups typically lever up pretty yep. good. Yep. How does this affect the way? <clears throat> I mean, are they going to be willing to borrow money at six, seven percent versus? The three to four that they were to Here's buy companies, response. or are they just, or are the multiples just going to come down to make up for the. See, I don't think it needs to change that much. Okay, if, if, let's say that you were a buyer and you were using two percent money. Did you really think two percent money was going to last forever? I mean, no. Nobody thought two percent money was going to last forever, right? No. I mean, look, my mortgage is down around three percent. God bless. Okay, but I. The reason it's three percent is because I knew it was not going to stay there for very long, right? Right. right. It's, it, okay. But here's the thing: if rates go to eighteen percent, it's going to have a huge impact, a negative impact, huge impact on M and A activity, because that's mm-hmm. enough to really move the needle. Yeah. But as somebody really smart once told me years ago in my M and A career, if whether it's tax rates or insurance rates or anything else. If something goes from 3% to 5% and your deal blows up, you shouldn't be doing the deal. Right. I mean, if it's that razor thin that you're borrowing today at 4% and in two years you're borrowing at 5.2% and now your deal blows up, you just did the wrong deal. Yeah. Right. So my response is if rates go up a little bit, Craig, only the worst of the worst deals are going to have a problem. Okay. Because deals shouldn't be done that tight, right? Right. But if rates go to 18%, then, you know, Katie bar the doors, right? Because it's it's going to be ugly while people are saying, you know, I ain't doing no deals. Yeah. You know, it's really funny. I used to have a, I used to have a good friend. He, he lived up. He, you'd remember this guy. You remember the guy who used to get on TV? He says, when your bank says no. Yes. We say yes. yes. Joe Goria. Joe Goria. Joe was actually a good friend of mine. He passed away a couple of years ago. He's a good friend of mine. Sorry, sorry. And you listen to his story. I got you. How'd you get into the banking mortgage business? He goes, oh, everybody thought I was nuts. He said, I started my mortgage company when rates were 18%. And everybody said, you're stupid. He goes, no, nah, I knew it because I wouldn't stay at 18%. I was going to refinance everybody down and make yep. a little spread in the middle. Yeah. You know, you just got to look at, I think, I think everybody's got to look at the opportunity. All right. Yeah, if it, It's a good time to buy now because rates are at 5%. They could go up if they get up to you know, a gajillion. If, if inflation goes to 13% for two years, it's going to be ugly, right? Yeah, I agree. If, if the prime rate goes to 12%, it's going to be ugly, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that couldn't happen. I think right now, and we should go look at the stock market and see where it's at at the moment. You know, we could be facing a full-blown correction here, right? The market could be down 20% from high to low today or tomorrow or the next day, right? It really could. That that's sort of the environment we're in. Do I do I think the market's going to correct and and go further down? I mean, it went down forty percent during the Great Recession, right? I don't think that's where we're going, right? I don't think so. I don't, 
And, and could inflation go to 14% and stay there? Sure, it could, right? And I think there's enough concern that people are saying, wait, where's this going, right? That there's enough concern about, we don't know where it's going. I'm optimistic that in the next 30, 60, 90 days, it's not going to resolve, but it will plateau. And there'll be confidence amongst business executives that, hey, it's not going to 13%, right? Mm -hmm. Prime's not going to 12%. We're going to get through this. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit in this camp. You know, I'm a little bit, oil is 106 bucks a barrel. It's probably going to stay about 100, 106 bucks a barrel. You're not going to see 200. World supply chain is going to figure itself out. Russia's doing a little jig. They're saying we're making a crap. We're not Russia, but Saudi Arabia is making a crap load of money at 100 bucks a barrel. They don't want to see that. They don't want to see demand fall off. Marginal cost equals marginal revenue. Yep. We're at 100 bucks a barrel. Everybody can plan for 100 bucks a barrel. So right. we've probably seen the worst of that. I, I, I think we're probably seeing, you know, once the supply chain shock out of China plays itself out, we see where that is by the end of the summer. Yep. Everybody can start to plan for it. You know, it's... So it's interesting though. I just saw your, I saw that, uh, you know, I saw your survey and I thought it was really interesting. So what is the big concern now? Are businesses going to start to reshore from what you're seeing? They are. It's happening. There was an article I read yesterday um, that buffer stock, domestically made buffer stock is going to permanently add cost to the system. Mm -hmm. We were, we were too, tied to a long supply chain of JIT. It was optimized and without disruption, it worked really nicely. But I think we've all learned, especially for critical goods, medical supplies, defense hardware, chips, Mm -hmm. that JIT long supply chains are dangerous. And so there needs to be buffer stock. And I think it's going into the system. It means onshoring, it means reshoring. It means less JIT. It doesn't mean laziness, but it means, you know what? It doesn't have to hit the dock at four to go to the assembly line at five to be effective. Right. We could have three days of buffer stock in the warehouse and we'd be just fine. Right? Yep. Zero buffer stock is gone yep. on critical supplies. Right? On PPE, it's probably 90 to 120 days of national demand. Right, But leave that as it may. I think the answer to your question is reshoring and onshoring. Yeah, especially in critical industries like defense, it, it, we're seeing it. It's here. And the private equity, you think private equity is looking to more, your, your buyers are looking to more closely, you know, you, you're an A&D guy. So a lot of this stuff is ITAR. You yep. know, it's ITAR restricted anyway. So, it's yep. you know, it's a lot of it's in the U.S. But... You know, are they, looking, are they looking more and more and more to that? Like if it's, you know, what's it's more the valuable. It's more yeah. valuable. A domestic supplier to the Defense Department that was maybe marginally attractive to private equity two years ago, it's no longer marginally attractive. It's attractive. It's attractive. Interesting. Interesting times coming. Yeah, it, definitely. And there's some volatility. There, there's some difficulty in the next few months ahead. There's no doubt in my mind, but I'm an optimist. I think the fundamentals are excellent. I think domestic manufacturing is going to be stronger in the next 10 years than it was in the past 10 years by far. And I think that the commercial aviation is is recovering. The global pandemic is becoming endemic. I think Boeing, Airbus, GE, the supply chains are going to be stronger, healthier, 
good demand. Defense, we got to build our defense. We got to build the defense industrial base. This little, and it's not that little, but this little issue of inflation, we will get it behind us soon. And then I think we, we've got a really good run for five to 10 years. I really yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this inflation thing, I think it's a speed bump. And the opportunities on the other side of it will be monumental. I think you know, the 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 just the reshoring of manufacturing alone could add you know hundreds of thousands of jobs to the United States at good wages. Yes, it drives costs up, yep. but you know the economy. Everybody says, "Hey, look, you know, uh, uh, globalization hurt the American worker." It did hurt and the country. It hurt yeah, the country. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. You know, real wages, real wages in the middle in the Midwest fell. Um, no, it, and now it, it hurt the country. And now all of a sudden, yeah, look, and now all of a sudden now we're going to say, all right, we're going to pay a little bit more, but we will have good, healthy wages, good, healthy communities with good jobs behind us. It's going to be a fun time. I think we got a fun ride ahead. How do people get a hold of you, Bill? Uh, phone number. I'll give you that and an email address. It's right, uh, I'll, I'll put it in the notes. Give it, give it to me now. Give it to, give it to everybody all right, now. Phone number. My personal mobile number. 914-414-4070. Email address. My initials, WA, Whiskey Alpha, at aldermancode.com. Bill, thanks for coming on. It was great. Love, always love talking to you. Craig, you're the man. We'll do this again soon. Very soon. Thank you. All the best, Craig. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.